No, no, no. You're you're addicted to cough drops. You're addicted nice. to Twitter, and you're addicted to dogs. <laughs> you need help. I need help. <laughs> Welcome to episode 93 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is Lord Horstocles. How you doing, man? I'm doing just fine. Just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. That's good. It's been a, a busy week, a hectic week. Yeah, it but, has uh, been. Really happy to be podcasting. Of course. Looking forward to it. On a Sunday. Yeah, we changed the day. We used to be on Wednesdays. Yeah, go to church, man. <laughs> this is church. Oh, hey, hey whoa. <laughs> But, uh, you know, there are pros and cons to that, and I'm, I'm kind of liking doing the Sunday thing. It's nice. That's cool. A little more relaxing. Not as much pressure to read the books. Put some pants on next quickly. time. No, no. Definitely podcasted bottomless. <laughs> Shirt cocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to our Pillow Talk episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but anyhow, we have a lot to go over today, so... Uh, we digress. We digress. Ooh, ooh, look at that big word. Let's talk some comics. All right. Where are you top two this week? Number two, I'm going to start off with Inhumans at Telerizing, number five, by Charles Soule and John Timms. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was a really good yeah. book, man. You know, humans are they're fighting each other first. You know, Black Bolt is against Medusa, but then he manages to get Medusa to listen to him. And so she sees that Doom's a farce. And so they team up together. And, of course, some people who were loyal to Medusa still don't understand why she's doing this. And they, they, still don't they trust, trust her. her because she's the queen. Some of them trust yeah. her, but some of them don't. Yeah. But uh, the Thors are there, and they're trying to take, you know, take her out, and they run to try to blow up Attilan, because they figured, we'll just blow this crap up so we can show that Doom is really whatever. Well, there's, there's a transmitter in Attilan, in yeah. the city, that's, that's sending out this message to everybody saying, you know, Doom is God, Doom is great, and he's the reason everything exists, and they figure if they destroy it, they can stop that from happening. Yeah. So they go to destroy it. Well, the Thors get there, and they mess up Black Bolt pretty good. And apparently, this is before Black Bolt could really do his thing, you know? Well, in, in the comics so far, because this is a Secret Wars tie-in, it's like an alternate version of Black Bolt, he can talk. Mm-hmm. He actually is the bartender at this place called The Quiet Room. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's talking casually the whole time. Uh, in this issue, though, since he's injured, Medusa takes him to the Terrigen Mist to heal him. And when she heals him, he develops his power. And the first thing he does is obliterate her on accident. <laughs> it was freaking wild. <laughs> I mean, it was really cool. And then I don't want to spoil it, but then you see what Doom does, and then you're like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty cool twist at the end. I thought um, it made a really interesting thing for Doom. You know, like it made it it made it seem kind of kind of like he's controlling everything a lot more than we realized he was mm-hmm. in Secret Wars, at least. So um, I'm curious to see how how many more is I don't know how many more books of a. Uh, this is the last one of a Tone Rising. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's going to be, well, we don't want to give it away, but the twist kind of makes it apparent that the same kind of thing is going to happen over and over again. Mm-hmm. So he wants to, he's basically moving them around like chess pieces. Yeah. And they're doing things according to his will and not on their own. So it's really cool. It's really interesting, really imaginative idea of what the Inhumans could be underneath Doom's oppressive thumb. You mm-hmm. know, I liked it. I really did. Um, some of the Marvel books this week were, I don't know, kind of weak. Yeah. Uh, I felt kind of underwhelmed, but. This was one of the better ones. Okay. What was your number two? Uh, my number two was actually He-Man and the Eternity War number 10 from Dan Abnett and Pop Mahan. Oh, yeah. It is fantastic. Uh-huh. Probably the probably the best of the big two books I read this week. You know, mm. that's why it's my number two, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, He-Man has uh, rallied the forces of the Snake Men and the Eternians. Not He-Man. Well, it's not He-Man. You find out it's not He-Man. You find out it's King Hiss wearing He-Man's skin. Well, no, no. It's Prince Adam because remember, he's not going to take up the He-Man mantle. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. <laughs> Damn it, get it right. Inform these peeps the All right, right way. fine. King Hiss is, is wearing Prince Adam's skin, mm-hmm. and Adam's resisting him the whole time, so Hiss is like having a problem controlling himself. And then Tongue Lasher confronts him, and he like obliterates Tongue Lasher. And, uh, you know... Yeah, because go- freaking Tongue Lasher uh, pledges his allegiance to Adam. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? Well, the Snake Men are all on board with Adam reclaiming his throne and like overthrowing uh, Hordak. Who we know is not really but Hordak. We know Hordak's not really in control anymore either because Skeletor released all the souls from the uh, Horde 
fighters, whatever they're called, mm-hmm. the mechanical guys. Like yeah. basically all those mechanical guys that you always saw the horde fighting with the horde troopers. That's what they're called, horde troopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're powered by souls that Hordak has stolen from other people. So Skeletor finds a way to reap all the souls, and he basically absorbs them all into his havoc staff, and all of the troopers just kind of collapse, which leaves the way open for you know the good guys. <laughs> But you also know that Evelyn did the blast it. Right, Evelyn, Evelyn betrayed Hordak, and of course she was on Skeletor's side like she always is. Mm-hmm. But there's just so many cool things in this book, and if you're a big fan of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and you like Eternia history, and you like all that kind of stuff, you're going to love this story. Because it's, it's a great you know, pre-climax issue for the Eternity War. The best thing was when he sent out his... Uh, Skeletor sent out his badass... And the suit, the one dude. Yeah, he's got man and then you see who it is. <laughs> oh, God, you shouldn't have given it away. He doesn't take it off to the end. Wow. <sighs> Spoilers. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens next. So that was my number two. What was your number one? That was my number one. Okay. <laughs> Thunder Stealer. <laughs> I loved it. I was like so engrossed in it. I was like, this is so amazing. Yeah. I read it twice. The art's fantastic. I'm glad Pop Mahan's doing it again because yeah, he's so freaking skilled, especially at drawing the He-Man characters. Like, I love his artwork. Oh, you also saw She-Ra. Oh, yeah. You saw She-Ra for a split second. Yeah, because Tila saved her. Yeah. Just a lot of people from the He-Man mythos appearing in this issue. Oh, yeah. We forgot to say what Moss Man did. <laughs> We don't have to tell him the entire story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's freaking awesome. It's a great book. You should really be reading it. Yeah, it was just it was just fantastic. So, what was your number one then? Uh, my number one was actually Nameless Number Five from Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham. This one is really hard to explain. <laughs> it's a crazy book. It's a crazy book. You know, the the first few issues we've seen them in space. We saw them find this asteroid that's taken over by this alien race or whatever. You know, there's demon possession going on. You saw people like go crazy and start killing the people around them. You know, it's hard to figure out what point in time the story is actually taking place. This issue, I think, is kind of a prequel. I'm not 100% sure that's what's going on, but um, it's 13 of the smartest people in the world were brought together by the federal government to figure out what made this serial killer go crazy. So there's the serial killer guy who developed a machine, or didn't develop a machine, he found this artifact that allowed him to communicate with his alien race. And when he communicated with him, it was too much for his brain to handle and it turned him psychotic. That's how shit gets started. And that's how he started going around and killing everybody. So they do this like seance thing, these 13 super smart people, and use the artifacts to contact the alien race because they figure 13 brains, the smartest people in the world, they've, they've done the math. They think that's enough of a capacity to handle communicating with this alien race. <laughs> but it's, it's not. There's a weak leak in the chain, and it's the main character in the story. So he breaks the circle and goes crazy. And they don't actually show what happens, but... They show the aftermath of him being interviewed by people, and it seems like he went berserk and massacred everybody in that room while they were in like a stupor. So it also goes back and forth between him in past time doing that seance and then the future where he's in space going to this alien rock. And some of the stuff that happens is just so wild and so fucked up. It's just a really cool book. Um, this is the fifth issue, so I imagine the trade's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, this is probably one of those books you want to read a lot of issues at once because it's kind of hard to follow if you're reading just single issues week to week or month to month, whatever. Pick it up. Pick up the trade when it comes out because you will not be disappointed. It's a really cool story. It's just so out there and so unlike anything else you're reading right now. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. You get that alien vibe feeling, you know, and then, then you get the event horizon feeling when they're like people are dead on the pl- on the ship. And then I mean, it's Grant Morrison, people. You know, it's going to be good. <laughs> I know it, it really is. I mean, props to him. I mean, hell of a job. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend picking it up, too. It's just it's just really freaky. Yeah. I thought it was great. Just, yeah, just good pick, man. Good yeah. pick. So what was your uh, pick of the week? Pick of the week. Shout out to one of our good friends, Mr. Kel Simons, uh, for rain number eight and Nate Stockman. The artist. Yeah. Yes, this artist. Oh, I love rain. <laughs> I really do. It's one of my favorite books. It's a fun read because, you know, they're on this ship. Now they know that they're on this ship. Now we can tell them about it. Yes. <laughs> we didn't want to spoil it before because the story starts out with Rain going to, like, this farm and talking to his people. And then you find out that there's these, like, alien frog people that are trying to attack him. And there's magic in this world. And they find out there's technology in this world because they meet these people that sort of have magic, but it's all technology-driven. Yep. And then you find out they're on a giant spaceship that's floating through space. And nobody on the planet knows it. <laughs> Yeah, and then they find out that the frogs know it, and like they're using the corridors to move around. There's actually multiple settlements. Yeah, and one of their people, the girl who's been helping Rain the whole time, gets kidnapped by the frog people. So he's determined to go back into the ship 
and find his way to their home area and get her back. Yeah. At any cost. Well, the group he's with doesn't want to do that. What they want is to defeat the frog people once and for all. Like, they're working on a plan to have this war or whatever, and he doesn't give a shit about that. He just wants his girl back. Mm-hmm. So he ends up sort of betraying all of them and just leaving. Yeah, the voice in the head <laughs> told him, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah, he stopped listening to his little uh, angelic guide or whatever. Dude, Rain's a badass. Yeah, Rain is a badass. Well, they took that thing from the frog. Remember, they attacked the people, and they took those things from him. And I like how they killed that one person, just, like, blew him up. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like, wow, okay. Great book, man. I, you guys have got to be reading Kel Simon's stuff, man. I'm serious. Good guy. Great books, you know. Yeah, I thought Rain was fantastic. It was definitely my top five. Didn't quite crack my top three, but I really liked it. I did. I enjoyed it. You know, I love that stuff. <laughs> so that was why it was my pick of the week. What was yours? I actually have two. Uh, this was a, a real hard decision for me. I like both these books equally. That's cheating. Um, <laughs> well, in a week where there was not that many great books, you know, these ones really stood out to me. There was like the two I already mentioned, plus these two, plus Rain, and everything else was just really kind of weak. Like I was really underwhelmed this week. Um, but anyhow, my two books, the first one is uh, Thief of Thieves number 31 <laughs> from uh, Andy Diggle and Sean Martinbro. Uh, so Redmond's apprentice or, or fr- female friend, whatever you want to call her. Dumbass. She, yeah, dumbass. She's been captured as Redmond. Yeah. And, you know, they have her up on the stand and they're, you know, they're getting ready to have her big trial. All the court reporters are there. And the first person they call up is actually Redmond. That was freaking hilarious. <laughs> so he goes up on stand and starts talking to him and saying, oh, no, you know, she, she's not a thief. You know, the person who is in, is causing her all this grief, the person who arrested her is the same person that's been harassing me for years, trying to make me look like Redmond. And every single time he's managed to get away with it and sue the FBI and make a shitload of money off of it. So... He pisses the girl off, the arresting officer, and she gets up and storms out of the courtroom, which just makes her look more guilty. And then all of a sudden, the TVs get hijacked, and somebody claiming to be Redmond is there with a live video feed of him returning all of the stolen artwork that the girl supposedly stole to the rightful places, which completely acquits her. She can't go to jail for a crime if all the stuff's been replaced, and if she's obviously not the one who stole it. And uh, it turns out it's, it's Redmond's son who did the replacing. He just pretended to be his dad. Uh, or wore a mask or whatever, but it was really good. It was really cool. Like Thief of Thieves is a great series. If you never checked it out, go pick up the trades. I think you really like it. Yeah, I liked it. That was pretty cool. I like how he says, "Yeah, crime pays." <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know, you want to do that? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this too. Then I'm going to give another shout out too. Sure. Uh, because I did really have two pick of the weeks, and I'm going to give love to DC today. Uh, Gotham by Midnight number nine by Ray Fox and Juan Ferreira. I can't ever say his name. <laughs> So Jim Corrigan is being interviewed by the cops. They have him arrested pretty much, and his partner. They're both being interviewed inside interview, and they're trying to get him to crack. Like, we know you killed these people. This guy disappeared. You had the case, and he's dead. And none of the people you take these cases on do they ever come into the jail. They would never make it. They always wind up getting bobbed or killed or whatever. And he's like, I didn't do any of this. I don't know what you're talking about. And all of a sudden, in the other room, the girl's like, yeah, you're not going to do this to me. You can't trick me. You're not going to split us up. And then she starts having problems, like having like pains in her stomach and her chest or whatever. It's like, she's like, get everybody out. Get everybody out now. Hurry. And Corgan, meanwhile, is getting pissed. And then all of a sudden, the detectives break out. We know you're the specter or something along the lines. You, you, you command a specter. We know this. This, this, this. You're going to say you're going to admit you're guilty and all this other stuff. And Corgan finally starts saying something like along the lines like, I didn't do this. This is God's will or whatever. You know, blah, blah, blah. I don't have no control over anything, you know. And the girl says, no, it's you, you, you. And all of a sudden, you see him getting pissed and things in his eyeballs coming up. And they flash back to the other room. And the girl goes crazy. And, of course, what happens? Spectre comes out. Kills the two freaking detectives in the room. And he's like, they weren't sinners. They weren't, they weren't bad people. Why did you do this? Is this, this is not God's will. He goes, because you wanted it. That's why it was done. And it ends. And he's sitting in the chair. And the cops are trying to open his door, open his door. And you see Corgan sitting there. There's just blood all over the interrogation room. and no bodies. There's like shit everywhere in trails. And all. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm not doing any justice, but the book was good. Because it was, it was really intense because they were trying to intimidate him. And he was like, okay, which one are you going to bring me the water? <laughs> it was like, you know, it's pretty so good. So he learns he can actually control the specter. He didn't know that he, the specter did it for him. It was weird because he killed two people that weren't sinners. That's pretty cool. That's, that's one of the few books I did not actually read this week. Uh, that sounds really awesome, actually. It was... The, the last page, the blood and everything was like, and he's just sitting there. I'm like, 
oh, he's so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a feeling that it's going to get worse right now. I think the Spectre's going to break out and kill everybody in the freaking... Because the girl's on the ground writhing in pain saying, get everybody out, now evacuate. Actually, even Corgan said evacuate the building. So I don't know, man. It was really good. It sounds really good. Well, in a, in a rare turn, my uh, other pick of the week is actually a DC book, too. Nice! <laughs> We're getting a lot of love for DC this week, which is rare. Uh-huh. Uh, mine was actually Deathstroke number 10. Ooh, that book was good. Uh, so if you haven't been following, Deathstroke's been uh, given this magical sword, this god-slaying sword, and he teamed up with Superman and Wonder Woman to fight this titan who's come back to life, definitely because Deathstroke fucked up and brought him back to life. But, <laughs> you know, Deathstroke was misled when he was given the sword and told what to do, and he ended up bringing Lapidus back to life. La- La- Mike? Lapidus. Uh, Mike <laughs> not, Lapidus? Not, not Mike Lapine. Lapidus. <laughs> so he has this sword, and he's trying to fight against him, and Superman and Wonder Woman are like, kind of fighting him and kind of fighting with him. And uh, this final issue, he ends up managing to slay the guy. He kills the Titan. Superman manages to quell his volcano that's getting ready to erupt and blow up Thymisera. Uh, Wonder Woman manages to stop the rest of the army. So the three of them working together take out Lapidus' forces. Damn, Mike was bad, man. Mike's <laughs> a bad man. <laughs> so after that happens, the, the brother, the guy who made the sword, shows up and takes it away from Deathstroke and says... Great, I'm glad you killed him, but there's always a price to pay when you kill a titan. And he's like, the gods are coming. So then the gods all show up, and they demand blood from Deathstroke. They're like, you have to give up your life because you killed a titan. That's, or we'll take one of your kids. That's a rule. Or we'll take one of your kids. That's freaking wrong, man. spits in their face, takes his knife, cuts out one of his eyes, and hands it to him and says, here's your blood debt, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that was intense. I mean, he's always been blinded in one eye, and he's always felt like he fights better that way. You know, it was never a disadvantage for him. But after he got magically healed and reverted back to a young man, uh, he had both of his eyes. So it's kind of cool to see him give up the other eye here to mm-hmm. these gods as his blood price. Um, I thought it was just a really cool issue. I love the artwork. I loved the fight with Superman and Wonder Woman. I mean, just it's been a great little mini kind of story running ever since Deathstroke Annual Number One. It's it's really cool. Really pissing me off though is that they uh, every time Superman's in a fight. Okay, this is freaking Superman. But he's always got to get bitched. <laughs> everybody he's fighting or everybody he's coming up with has to have some kind of magic power so they can stop Superman. Because otherwise Superman would kick their ass and it'd be over. Granted, I'm a Batman guy. We know this. And Batman would kick his ass anyway. But you can't punk Superman like that all the goddamn time. It's ridiculous. Man, it's kind of the, the Thor syndrome. You know, Thor sucks in every book that's not titled Thor. <laughs> you know, you Superman <laughs> sucks in every book that's not titled Superman. That's terrible, man. I mean, it just has to be that way. Otherwise, he'd always win, right? Yeah, and then Wonder Woman was getting kind of punk, too. Yeah, but I mean, it's Deathstroke's book. Deathstroke has to be the, the focal point, right? It's just how it has to be. The coolest thing for me, honestly, uh, was that actually the, the insult. Deathstroke called a guy a tool bag, which I thought was just amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. I call people tool bags. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> Tool bag. Shut up. <laughs> so anyways, it was it was great. There's a lot of good comics this week. Um, yeah, DC reigned supreme this week, I think. Yeah, in a rare show. Uh-huh. <laughs> so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, but right now we got to tell you guys about some of our sponsors. Shilling. Shilling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like the show and you want to help support us, because the show is kind of expensive, uh, there's a few ways you can do that. Number one, you can go to our sponsor, tweakedaudio.com. And buy some kick-ass headphones to listen to the show on. They have seven different styles in seven different colors. And they come with a flat cable design that prevents tangling. They have really good bass. Some of them have microphones. You can make phone calls with them. Some of them are over the ear. Some of them are under the ear. Some of them are made of wood, which I know Miguel loves. Hey. Likes putting <laughs> wood in his ear. No. But uh, they're just an awesome company. They have lifetime guarantees on their headphones. You can return them if they break. They'll send you new ones within two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say enough good things about these guys. So... Go to their website, use promo code COMICAL, and you'll get one-third off the cost of your order, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. I'm still trying to tangle them. I can't get them to tangle. It's it's a hell of a deal. (laughs) Alternatively, if you don't want to support us by buying headphones, or if you've already bought headphones, you can go to cafepress.com slash comicalpodcast and buy some kick-ass merchandise. Yes! We have t-shirts, mouse pads, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Dog shirts! Lots and lots of stuff. Wall uh, clocks. The best thing, though, you can buy, honestly, are the T-shirts because that way you're wearing them around. You're showing people you love the show. If you see somebody, don't be afraid to tell anybody about the show. You know, that's the best way for us to get new listeners and to grow our audience is for you guys to go out there and tell people about us because, you know, it's, it's hard promoting the show just from Twitter and Facebook and stuff. But if people that love the show go out there and tell other people about it and get them to check it out, 
will grow more organically. And I, I really want that to happen. So buy a shirt, go out there and support us that way. We really appreciate it. Minions one through 10, you're required to have a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to our, our next segment. Okay. Tell me a funny story. Well, I don't have a funny story. What I got for you is a... Do you ever? Do you ever have a funny story? Yeah. When I crap myself or I fall down, <laughs> I cut myself or you guys laugh at my pain. Today, I'm going to tell you about a story about a boy and his dog. Okay? Hold I are going to say peanut butter or something. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I'm a firm believer that a young man or a young kid should have an animal as growing up as, as, you know, should have one. You have no idea what an animal does for a person. Uh, when you're a single child, I was born first. Obviously, I'm the oldest uh, grandkids on both sides of the family. And when my other one was born behind me, he was still a couple years later than me. So he really couldn't come out and play or whatever. So I was I was outside by myself. So my parents got me a uh, an orange Nerf football, a little squeezy one. And I used to catch the ball. I used to throw the ball, pretend I was quarterback, go back, throw the ball up in the air really high and then go chase it and catch it. Um, along the lines, I got a dog. He was never allowed to be inside the house. Uh, this is before we got all PC in this world now. So, you know, dogs can't be outside. You know, <laughs> dogs outside. I think dogs can still be outside. I think that's fine. Yeah, but you know, you can't have them out in a dog. They unhumane or inhumane or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so the dog would would play football with me. He literally would line up, and this is funny because you think this is some, some made up crap, but he would actually line up on the other side of the football I had on the ground and like wait for me. Like you tell him to jump or whatever, he go do whatever he wanted me to do. Anyway, so I'd hike the football myself. The dog would be hopping around me, and I throw the ball up in the air to go catch, and I run down there around the dog to go get it. The dog was not very big. And the dog would run down there running by my heels and nipping, napping, and trying to jump up and get the football. But it was too high for him to get. Well, one time I backed up and I threw the ball up. And I let the ball come down a little too low. And he jumped. And he got the ball. But when he came down, his feet got underneath my feet. And not trying to step on him, I did a combat roll. And felt <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, it was kind of funny because he came running up to me like laughing like, Ha ha, I just knocked you down. <laughs> but, you know, it was kind of funny because, you know, good memories of the dog the dog lived a pretty good long life he died of old age eventually but uh, you know just lighthearted it's fun that a kid like myself had nothing growing up i had a nerf football and a dog and that was like some of the best times i had in my life uh, the dog and me we we jumped things together we flipped over together we've landed in dog poop together i kid you not <laughs> surprised he didn't land in your poop no. <laughs> <laughs> we've chased cattle together and we ran away from the cows in the in the pasture baby cow uh, no, it wasn't baby cow. Oh, this okay. is big. This is probably his great uncle. <laughs> he was a mean cow. He was a bull. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just just for some reason I'm just in one of those moods, you know, because you know I just came from the picnic the other day and uh, spent a lot of time with my family and just made me start reminiscing about some of the stuff I had back in the day. And I thought about this dog, and he was such a good dog. So just thought I'd share something really light and hearted today. You know how animals can really help you uh, feel pretty good at times. Ever talked about the dog we had as a, as a kid? The dog that you had in the garage? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, but no. Are you talking about how we got him? No. Okay. My, my parents were very opposed to us having pets as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a husky when I was born. Mm-hmm. And when I was about three years old, he clawed his way out from underneath the fence and ran away. And then my dad found him on the side of the road like two days later. Oh, dead? Yeah. Uh. So I didn't really understand what had happened. And like, we never had a pet after that. And I always wanted a pet. And my, my sisters wanted pets. My parents were just like, nah, we're not doing that. So anyways, uh, our black lab, the one that I've told a few stories about, mm-hmm. uh, my sister found him and she lured him back to the house with like some lunch meat and stuff and kept him in the bushes in front of our house. And then she would steal food from the house. Like, you know, my mom didn't really have like ham and bacon lying around to feed the dog or anything. So she was feeding him like rice krispies and like, <laughs> wow, here's some soup. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetic dog and the dog, you know, it was the only it was like free food for him, so he would just hang out in the bushes and eat, and then he'd sleep there because it was a nice shady place. And yeah, I remember you saying him being in the bushes. Yeah, we, we never we never told my parents about it, and then my mom found him one day, and she found all these like wrappers and like boxes from Rice Krispie boxes, and she was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, she put two and two together, and she was going to get rid of the dog, but uh, you know, we all convinced her to let us keep him. You know, we we begged her and pleaded with her and told her we'd take care of him and stuff, and yeah, we ended up keeping him. So yeah, cool. He was a good dog. He was an outside dog. You know, my mom did not want animals in the house. That was never her thing. So, you know, he was chained up outside. But, I mean, there was plenty of places he could go and lay in the shade. And if the weather was bad, we put him in the garage. And, I mean, it wasn't like he was mistreated or anything. I don't know why people are so up in arms about that. That's, you don't like having dogs out on chains anymore. Yeah, that's so stupid. Because my dad used to have the dogs out where I live at, out on chains, too. 
Uh, but they'd have a doghouse, big tree, and everything. Plenty of room to roam, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, people get up in arms about that. Yeah, fuck those people. And then you got the dogs running around loose in my town right now, and the freaking dogs getting killed left and right, but they're breeding like like rabbits, and then you got wild dogs out there. All that could be prevented with the chain. Nice. Right? <laughs> and some snip snip. Well, yeah, and some snip snip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've gone overboard. I got eight dogs now. Yeah, you got a problem. <laughs> Not me, my wife. No, no, no. You're you're addicted to cough drops. You're nice. to Twitter, and you're addicted to dogs. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> I don't know what kind of therapist specializes in those three things, but uh, we'll find one. <laughs> those three things don't go together: dog, cough drops, and Twitter. There's got to be some kind of intersection. <laughs> so yeah, I'm thinking about uh, sneaking my uh, nephew a. Uh, a dog or a cat. Of course, my sister's not going to be happy with that, but I'm going to get him a cat or a dog sometimes. <laughs> How are you going to sneak him one? No, I'm going to give it to him for his birthday so she can't do nothing about it. Put it in it. a box, wrap it up. Mm-hmm. i got to remember to put holes in the box. Yes, that's important. <laughs> and a chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he likes animals, too. So, you know, like I said, you know, animals are good for kids. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And adults. I of mean, course. We have four cats. We're not, I'm not really a dog person. You've never, got a problem. Well... Yeah, I've got a problem called Heather keeps finding stray cats. And oh, we're going to blame the wife here, huh? Oh, okay. No, no, well, <laughs> like I just tried and you just threw me down. Well, you know, we, we, had, uh, we had two cats for a long time and we got a third, you know, which is my cat. And the fourth one was just kind of a, uh, a stray that we found at the school where Heather used to work. And she wouldn't have survived on her own. She's adorable. She's a really sweet cat. So I'm glad we brought her home. I didn't want her at first, but I've really grown to love her. So I'm happy we have four. That's how I got Pepper, yeah. the black cat. Stray cat at my wife's school. She brought it home, and that's how we got two cats. Yeah, what can you do? All of them are inside. Yeah. <laughs> I think cats are, are perfect inside animals. I, I don't know how you deal with all the dogs in the house. Like, that's, that's got to be hard. No, they're trained well, pretty well. I mean, they, they do go outside. They know. They tell you when they got to go outside. Um, they go to their, we have big crates with them. They go to their crates at night to sleep. Um, I mean, you can buy all the equipment and, and make it doable, but... It's expensive. I, every time I talk to you, like, I got to take these damn dogs outside. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they got to go. A, it's a lot of work. Like, I mean, an outdoor dog is great because you can go home and, and play with the dog for 25 minutes or something, you know, pet him. And then go in and leave him, him outside. And leave him alone. That's like, terrible. You know, <laughs> that, like, cats, you don't really have to, I mean, you don't have to play with them at all, really. You just pet them, you know, sleep with them, whatever. But you don't have to, like, devote too much time to them, you know. They don't control your life the way a dog does. If a dog, you don't take care of him, he'll just piss and shit everywhere and like tear up your shoes and your furniture and like, you know, he'll show you his disapproval. <laughs> a cat, all they're going to do is like sleep and like give you angry looks. <laughs> really, you don't have the cat that we got. That cat shows you her disapproval. <laughs> She'll rough you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Again, you know, all my dogs are rescues. So, th- we rescued them from from being killed. Uh, and one of them is blind, you know, I saved that dog. So um, three of my six dogs are very, very, very old, and they won't be around much longer. So, you know, we're not going to replace them. I do want a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the day I get a picture of you in the mask riding a horse. That'd be awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be pretty spectacular for sure. Of course, this weekend, both my daughter and my wife both saw the potbelly pigs and both want one. My wife's like, when all the dogs are dead, or all the dogs are gone and dead, you know, they pass away, whatever. And the cats are gone too. I want a pot belly pig. I'm like what? What are you gonna do with a pig? <laughs> you know, one pig is probably gonna be a lot easier than six dogs. That's true. <laughs> but what are you gonna name him? I said. She says bacon. That's terrible. <laughs> My daughter says you name her Sizzler. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> That's not bad. Okay. Enough animal talk. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna try something new here. Ah. Uh, this is a, a new segment that we've been kind of toying with for the last few months. We actually have three new segments that we're going to debut for the next few episodes. We do? Yeah. And then we're going to have you guys vote on which one you like best, and we'll make that a recurring segment. We're so. going to get nice across the board. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be our first one, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. Here is Eternia News. Good evening, everyone. This is Werman. And this is Beastman. Welcome to Eternia News. Our first story of the night, Stinkhorn was arrested at the corner of Whiplash Way and Buzzoff Avenue for soliciting reverse prostitution. Reverse prostitution? What's that? He was trying to give it away, but nobody wanted it. <laughs> it's because he's stinky. 
Could be. On a lighter note, Prince Adam has opened his own petting zoo, but the only two animals he has available are Cringer and Zor. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> suck. Nobody's going there. <laughs> Things are heating up in the presidential race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Randall, Hordak, Skeletor, and King Hiss. How long are you going to keep that up? They're having a debate tomorrow night. So uh, make sure to tune in and see what the candidates have to say, especially King Hiss. Stop already. <laughs> in today's sports, the Eternian Dragon Walkers are facing off against the Snake Mountain Battle Bones for their funfair positive soccer match. We now go to Trapjaw for an exclusive interview with Team Captain Too Bad. Hey everybody, this is Trapjaw, and I'm here with Team Captain of the Battle Bones, Mr. Too Bad. How do you feel like the game's going to go tonight? I think we're going to play a really good game, but I feel Funfair Positive Soccer is a great way for everyone to get their aggression out on the field without hurting anyone. Shut up, Tommy. Funfair Positive Soccer sucks. So does this interview. Well, that kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> Back to you in the studio. Yeah, those guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. Funfair Positive Soccer is horrible. It is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Adam play? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he does. Loser. <laughs> so here's the weather for the week. Uh, in Eternia, it's hot as balls. <laughs> Whoa. In Snake Mountain, it's sweaty as balls. <laughs> Whoa. And in Fright Zone, it's really cold, so there's there's no balls. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, wait a minute. Aren't you neutered? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Shut up, fish face. <laughs> uh, go to hell, fur face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Eternia News. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> And we're back from Eternia News. Hell yeah! <laughs> Did you enjoy that segment? Always. Who doesn't love He-Man? Who doesn't love Merman? That's right. How lovely. <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, so like I said before we did that, uh, this is the first of three segments we're going to try out. Holy crap. And we want people to vote on them. So for the next two episodes, we're going to have a new segment in that slot. Um, if you like them, you know, tell us. If you don't like them, tell us. And we'll pick the best one to make a recurring thing. I don't even know of these recurring themes. This is new. Are you just going to like, hey, we've got a new segment today. Here you go, Miguel. What? <laughs> well, this was the first one. Uh -huh. uh, the next one is called The Diary of Horstesleys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you have that to look forward to for next week. Okay. What's the third one? You'll find out like next week. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Diary of Horstesleys. No, no. They're not, all, they're not all the same. They're very different. Each one is different. So this is the first one. Hopefully you like it, and uh, we'll see you next week with the next one. Alrighty then. <laughs> so let's move on to some comics, TV, and movie news. Okay. What do you want to talk about first? Give me some comics. Okay. So before we go into comics, I have to do a little bit of a rant. <laughs> so it means you're going to be belligerent and yell? No, probably not. Oh, what the hell? That's am, not a rant. I am annoyed at something. You're annoyed. I'm annoyed. You're annoyed? <laughs> Give me your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that sounds good. <laughs> so anyways... Uh, you know, I do eBay sales. Yes, you do. You know, we've talked about that on the show, how you can make money selling codes off the Marvel comics, how you can sell stuff for extra cash, how it's a great place to go and, you know, find out the value of things. Well, anyways, I've been selling a lot of stuff lately because Heather's been out of work, so I've been paying a lot more bills and yada, yada, yada. Anyhow. How I much sold, do you get for yada, yada, yada? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday, I sold something to a guy, and I had the book priced at 250 Gotcha. But a couple other people showed up and posted similar books in similar conditions for like 230 220 Okay. So he made me a best offer of 210 and I took it. So he got $40 off what I initially asked for it. Okay. Okay. That's nice of you. He paid me on Monday night, and then I shipped the book Wednesday on, after I got home from work. Because okay. Tuesday I packaged it and everything. Wednesday I mailed it. Right. Okay, so. You're pretty good at mailing stuff too, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I package my stuff really well. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I have almost 1,000 feedback, so it's not like I'm new to the game. Uh, yeah, they're all positive, too, by the way. Right. Well, except for one. <laughs> oh, shit. So, post office by my house sucks. Okay. They're really slow about updating tracking information and that kind of stuff. I mailed something in there one time, and it got lost in the bottom of a bin for like two weeks. So, the guy was like, hey, where's my stuff? Hey, where's my stuff? And I was like, dude, I don't know. I kept calling the post office, and they kept saying, oh, we don't have it. I was like, well, you should, because I dropped it off. And then finally, like 11 days later, the tracking information updated. That's not on me. I can't control the post office. That's true. 
you know, and the one by my house really does kind of suck. So I dropped this thing off Wednesday, Thursday night, I get an email from the guy Uh and he says, Hey, where's my stuff? It's not here yet. The tracking information hasn't updated. And I said, well, you know, I'm sorry. It was mailed out Wednesday. Uh, should be there pretty soon. I mean, I sent it first class mail. Um, that's the other thing too. Like I'm not going to send things priority mail and pay $30 for shipping. When I charge the guy eight bucks, yeah, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> so I sent it first class mail, which is still pretty fast, mm-hmm. and it hadn't updated. I said, I don't know. The post office here is really kind of bad. Just be patient; it'll it'll be there. He says, okay. So then yesterday, that he, was Saturday. That was Thursday. Okay, so now this is Saturday. So this is Saturday. Okay, I get an email in the morning, and he says, I still haven't received my book. The tracking number still is not updated. He's like, where's my book? And I say, I'm not sure. I put it at the post office. Let me try calling him. I get another email from him almost immediately, and he says. You're a thief. You're trying to steal my money. He's like, you already cost me damages because I was planning on reselling that book for more than I paid for it. And he's like, I'm going to sue you. I've already called Richmond police. They know who you are and that you've stolen my money. He's like, I've filed a complaint with PayPal and eBay and I left you negative feedback. He's like, you're not going to scam anybody ever again. Wow. This is Saturday. He paid for it on Monday. It's been five days. Okay. Okay. I bought stuff that's taken like a month to get to me before. Uh-huh. And I don't even care. I mean, it's right. sure something I want, but it's not like a big deal. And I'm not going to be like, Hey, I bought this to resell it for more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what a dick move, especially after I gave the guy a discount. Yeah. Wow. What a penis. So he left me negative feedback. Uh-huh. He f- asked for a refund. And I, I, you know, I've been nothing but cordial in all of my correspondence with this guy. I mm-hmm. said, you know, once you get the book, feel free to send it back to me and I'll give you a full refund. Mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to do that. That's no problem. But there's no way in hell I'm giving that guy money and the book. Yeah. I've, I've been ripped off like that before through eBay, and I'm, I'm not letting it happen again. Uh-huh. Especially not with somebody who's being such a douche nozzle like this guy. Yeah. Like, the tracking number finally updated last night at 8 p.m. Okay. And it's like en route to him. So it's supposed to be there Monday. Okay. <laughs> nice. So he's getting his book seven days after he paid for it, uh-huh. and that's not fast enough for him. Huh. What a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell is he saying? I called the police. Yeah, he, he he said he called the police. He actually he said, "I have your asses now." I'm calling Richmond police, <laughs> making threatening statements against me because he has not gotten his book in like teleporter time or some shit. Nah, where's this fucktard at? Connecticut. What a fucking weirdo! <laughs> you stupid fuck. Really? Yeah, really. Guess what, douche? I have people in Connecticut. I know where you're at. How would you like to deal with me? You don't want to mess with me. He's not going to be able to do anything anyways. He, always, he already filed his complaint with eBay. All I have to do is wait for it to get delivered. Mm-hmm. And then I send eBay the, the tracking info saying it's been delivered. There's insurance on it too. So eBay will say, okay, it was delivered, close. And then he can't open another one because he already got it. So, <laughs> No, but that's crap because you have one negative. You have over a thousand things. You've been selling. Well, eBay knows this. You've been selling so, many, so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And you do all this stuff, and people get their stuff in good condition. It's everything else, and stuff that has been what that was one or two times. I think you said that it got damaged, but it wasn't your fault again because you mm-hmm. wrap. I see you wrap everything up. Mm-hmm. If anything gets damaged, I mean, I was I'm willing to give a partial refund, or I'm willing to file an insurance claim, or whatever. I yeah, because did you help that guy out a while back with one that was damaged insurance claim? Everything other thing was good. He was like, great man. You're 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 like. I mean, he gave you nothing but props for the way you handled it. Mm-hmm. Oh. What an impatient asshole. Oh, I'm going to sell it. You cost me money. <laughs> yeah, he th- Go home back to your basement in your mom's house, he you loser. He threatened to sue us for, for damages because we cost him money by him not being able to resell it fast enough. <laughs> what, a, what a crazy <laughs> ass. Oh, my God. Fun, yeah. fair eBay sailing. <laughs> eBay sailing? Yeah, eBay sailing. <laughs> Sail away. <laughs> So, anyways, that's uh, you know, that's my comic news. <laughs> dude, what the hell? No, dude, this still pisses me off. Yeah. See, that's why I don't, I don't deal with people like that on selling stuff online. That's why you have me do it for you. <laughs> that's right, because I'd have to whoop somebody's ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, ninety nine point nine percent of the people I deal with are reasonable people. You know, nobody expects their shit to get there in three days, unless you pay a premium. I didn't. I, I had the guy pay me eight dollars for shipping. Uh huh. You know, if I had said twenty six dollars for shipping and you'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. Then okay. You know what you should do? But if you look, it says standard shipping, and I asked for $8. Standard shipping means I have five to six days of handling time available to me, uh-huh. and then I can ship. So can you give this guy negative feedback? No. I, I had already given him positive feedback because he paid me immediately. Okay. And that's something I always do. Whenever he pays me immediately, I give him positive feedback. So I reported him for abuse, for leaving an abusive comment. You told that to eBay? And once it arrives, I can go on eBay and file a claim to get the negative feedback removed. 
Yes, that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. I mean, I'm not worried about any of it. It's just something interesting that happened because some guy's a jackass. You know, this dude's probably like all of 5'5", five, five, 122 or some crap. Like, he has no clue that you're like 6'4", 375. <laughs> dude's about, dude, this, he's, a, he's an email tough guy. Yeah. He has no idea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Grow up, man. Jesus. It's a comic book. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought it was pretty funny. But. And we know you're not married. Anyway, go ahead. Let's, let's get on with our good stuff. We don't need to talk about losers. So, comics news. Yeah. Uh, there's a comic coming out November 25th called Ringside from Image Comics. And we learned a little bit more about it you know, this, this week. Um, it's actually a comic about the behind the scenes of wrestling. Sweet! Which, you know, is right up your alley. You know it, man. And even better, the writer is Joe Keating. No freaking way. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> uh, I had known a little bit about it before when it got announced, but I didn't really realize that Joe. I didn't really realize that Joe was the one writing it, or that it was coming out so soon. So I figured you'd be really excited to hear about that. Oh, you know, I'm I'm a big Joe guy. Yeah. So, I, oh man, is Lila involved too? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's actually Nick Barber is the artist. Okay, never heard of Nick, but all right. Yeah, I'll read it too because I really like Joe. I'm not I'm a huge wrestling fan, but you know. Oh, I'm picking it up. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> When's that coming out again? Uh, November 25th. All right, got to put it on my list. And then Marvel announced a few new, all-new titles. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one I know you're going to like. Okay. Moon Knight is coming back. Yes! Hell yes! Uh, my only concern about it is that Jeff Lemire is the writer. I'm not the biggest Jeff Lemire fan. Uh, a lot of people love him. He's okay. Uh, I've read some of his stuff that I just outright hated. I don't know. We'll see what he does with Moon Knight. I mean, they've been kind of handing him off to a new person every six weeks, or every six issues lately. So... Who knows? Who knows what he can do with it? I mean, say, man, don't be eBay guy. Don't be eBay guy. Give Jeff Lemire some props. <laughs> no, he's got some great books, sure, but he's <laughs> got a lot of them that I really didn't enjoy either. Don't be eBay hater guy. I'm, I'm not <laughs> positive. I'm not positive. I'm just telling you how. <laughs> so uh, Greg Smallwood's doing the art though, and he's fantastic. So I have no doubt that the art's going to be great. I don't think anybody can mess up Moon Knight. Hell, I think you could write Moon Knight, and it might be okay. <laughs> might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm eBay guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next t- the next title that was announced was Mockingbird, and it's going to be written by Chelsea Kane, who's the same woman who did the Mockingbird 50th anniversary one shot. Okay, which I thought was pretty good. That's pretty cool. So it'll be kind of neat to see Mockingbird in her own standalone. So both you and uh, CL Adams there are pretty excited about that. I like Mockingbird; she's yeah. a good character. Both of you guys getting hard ons. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next thing they announced is actually kind of weird. X Men '92 is getting an ongoing. Really? Yeah. After what just happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be a continuing story of the X-Men from the 90s. So we're going to see a lot of villains like Omega Red. and. I'm fine with that, though. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like all the, the characters that were in the old cartoon. So it's not even going to have anything to do with the stuff that's going on now. It's just old school. I think it's going to be like its own separate storyline kind of thing. I'm cool with that. I like old school. You know this. It could be good. It could be good. X-Men 92 has been one of the weaker X-Men titles in the Secret Wars. It's been very wordy. Yeah, they cut down that a little bit, you know. And The last couple issues were, were pretty good, but the first two were hard hard to get through. <laughs> Same crew or different crew? Same crew. Same crew. Um, Ch- Chris Sims and Chad Bowers. Um, I'm going to give it a try. I mean, I, I like the X-Men of that era. I like X-Men, period. You know, I'm well, a huge maybe, X-Men fan. Well, maybe it's just Secret Wars, and they, that's why they were so wordy. You know, they were It could to, be. So you never know. It could be. Well, they had to kind of explain why the prim- why it even existed in the first place. So. Just all mutants. Yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm tentatively excited about it. We'll see. Okay. Uh, the next thing is Silver Surfer, which is the same team. It's uh, Dan Slott and Mike Allred. Uh, this run of Silver Surfer, a lot of people love. They really are hardcore fanatics about it. They've said nothing but great things. I didn't like it. It just wasn't for, yeah, for us, I don't think. Like, I started reading it, and it was okay, but too much of the pseudo-relationship stuff between Norn Rad and the girl, uh, less challenging opponents for him to fight against. It was all just like that prison planet or whatever. And I don't know. It, it didn't really click with me in the first three issues. So I liked the back when he was a Herald. Uh, yeah. Even after he broke away from the Herald, he was dealing with Galactus's Herald stuff, you know, fighting those other guys. That's, that's kind of silver stuff I like. I like it more when he's doing like cosmic entity kind yeah. of fighting stuff, but we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll give this one a shot too, because I give the, I give everything a shot for like two or three issues. And that's why you broke. Maybe, <laughs> maybe so, but uh, yeah, it was all right. Okay. That's it for comics. All right. So what do you want to do next? Movies or TV? I want another rant. There's no more rants. Oh, <laughs> give me TV, man. My voice is still kind of wavering from I see last that. week. Yeah. yeah. All right. So TV, a couple of TV shows started. Okay. Uh, Gotham. Yes. Oh, yes. South Park. Yes. <laughs> Heroes Reborn. I missed that. Damn it. When did that start? 
Uh, started this past week, Wednesday or whatever. Ah, uh, you'll get it for me. I missed it. What did you think of Gotham? I like it. I had problems with it a little bit. I thought it was kind of cheesy here and there and there, but but of course, gotta love the Penguin. I kind of like what they're kind of like interested to see what they're gonna do with the Riddler. Of course, I like Jim Gordon, the guy who plays Jim Gordon yeah. anyway. Harvey's in the bar. Uh, Penguin still is a show, man. Yeah. yeah, it's all about Penguin. Penguin and Cameron Monaghan. <laughs> oh God, the Joker. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really really talented. I'm looking forward to what's going on, on this season. I mean, it, the first episode was a little bit cheesy. Like I'll give you that. I mean, some of the dialogue was definitely like tier two. <laughs> but uh, you know, the storyline was pretty good, especially the penguin parts. The penguin parts were fantastic, as as it always is. Like I've said before, it should have just been called Rise of the Penguin. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to more, especially the stuff with like the Maniac Squad or whatever they're called terrorizing the city. Like that that looks pretty cool. That dude was a trip. Yeah. Now the uh, Selena's with the Penguin too, and that's kind of cool. Um, I expect big things from it. I really do. I can't wait till uh, one of my favorites shows up on the show. He'll be there in episode four. Mm-hmm. Michael Titlis will be showing up, so that's going to be kind of cool. I can't wait to see what he does. What do you think about South Park? South Park's freaking hilarious. <laughs> you coming at me, bro? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if anybody out there is not a fan of South Park, but even if you're not a fan, you should really watch the last two episodes of this season. This PC comical podcast. Come uh, at me, bro? <laughs> you know, I don't think there's been a better satirical show done about current state of current events and, and politics and everything else as the last two episodes of South Park in, in a really, really long time. Like they're phenomenal. Um, I can't say enough good things. It's been off the chain, man. Yeah. <laughs> Plus they're, they're outright hilarious too. So you, you will laugh. I guarantee it. And, uh, that's, that's all I'm going to say about South Park. You, Garrison for president. You will enjoy it. <laughs> Where my country gone. <laughs> and then, uh, heroes reborn. I know you didn't watch it, but uh, it was surprisingly good. You they know, saved the cheerleader. No, the cheerleader hasn't shown up yet. Huh. You know, some, something happened. Basically, the uh, the events in Heroes Reborn take place five years after the last events in Heroes. Okay, the world knows about these powered people, as they're called. They're Evos now. That's what they call them. Mm-hmm. And there's a big summit going on, and it's kind of like the mutants versus humans thing from X Men. Okay, you know, there's a big summit going on where they're trying to talk about Evo peace. You know, so the humans and Evos can get along together. It's all like these good people and these like, you know, YouTube celebrities like Claire was in the first season. And of course, you know, Noah Bennett's there as the the paper guy. You know, he's there at the the big thing. And then all of a sudden something happens. There's like this big attack. And everybody that's there dies except for Noah Bennett. Huh. And ever since then, humanity's blamed the Evos for everybody dying that day. So they're being hunted and like put into camps. I don't blame them. I blame the Emos too. Not not emos. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Although some of them are kind of emo. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> You know, they're trying to do, like, the Genosha storyline. Like, they're tracking them down, and some of them are getting hunted and, and put in camps, and some of them are just being killed outright. And there's a new kid who's, like, the main star of the show who has the ability to teleport things. And he's a damn good actor and a really interesting character to have as the focal point for this. Wow, sounds you're on board. I'm, I'm actually really on board. Wow. Um, it's Tim Kring again, the same guy that did the first season, the guy who created the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully another writer's strike doesn't happen. In season two. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you remember Hero season one was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Like, they were going somewhere, and then it got sidetracked by that writer strike, and a bunch of terrible people took over and just ruined it. And then it never got good again until the very end. Um, this has been a really good first episode, so I'm looking forward to more. So long as some of the ones don't come back from the previous season? <laughs> uh, I'd be happy if there's no Ally Larder. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. Everything else I'm good with, but no more Ally Larder. <laughs> And try to chop your head off. I'm sure we'll see uh, Zachary Quinto at some point, too. Spock? Yes. <laughs> well, Siler as he was yeah, originally. That's kind of where he got to start. But. Huh, interesting. Ah, okay, well, I'll have to catch it. I'll have to go out there and find it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, they released a new trailer for a new teaser trailer for Jessica Jones. I'm not all behind that yet, but go ahead. Talk. It's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. It's actually a funny, comical kind of trailer. She's laying in bed asleep, and her alarm goes off, and it's just like, eh, eh, eh. And the camera just kind of slowly zooms in on her. And she reaches out like she's going to just hit the snooze button. But instead of hitting it, she crushes the alarm clock and like throws it against the wall. Wow. And then it just says, Netflix presents Jessica Jones. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of funny. I thought it was pretty cool. A couple of casting announcements. Raul Castillo has been cast as the Flamingo in Gotham. Flamingo is kind of a new character. He appeared in the current run, Mm -hmm. the New 52 run. Um, He's a 
flamboyant assassin who likes to eat people's faces. Yeah, it's kind of a weird character to bring in, but yeah. I'm glad they're bringing in some of the New 52 elements because they confirmed this week they're bringing Court of the Owls to Gotham. Oh, yeah. Which I think is really cool. I mean, oh. they're, they're a new element in Gotham's mythology, but one that you know, kind of precludes everything. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a really good addition to the story. I can see that being great on Gotham. Oh, yeah. You know, we love the Court of Owls. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, a few more casting announcements. Tom Payne has been cast as Jesus in The Walking Dead. Jesus! I'm not so sure about this one. Have you seen him? No. Does he look like Jesus from the book? Not at all. Ah. Not at all. He's like a skinny white dude with like a Beatles haircut. Wow. Uh, at least the picture I saw of him was. Jesus looks Mexican to me in the book. Jesus looks Hispanic to me with long hair, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus! Uh, I don't know. As long as he's a badass like he is in the book. We'll see. I mean, we'll... <laughs> Walking Dead has a, a has a poor track record with me. <laughs> you know, a lot of people love it. I'm, I'm really liking Fear of the Walking Dead. I know a lot of people aren't, but I, I actually enjoy it too. I really like it so much more than the main series. You know, maybe I'm biased. I know I'm biased. <laughs> I like them both. The main series kind of sucks ass, but that's just Whoa. my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie sucking ass. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> the next thing is uh, Stephanie Corneliuson from Mr. Robot has been cast as Checkmate Agent Valentine Vostok in the Legends Tomorrow show. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it was. Uh, but she's a really good actress. I really enjoyed her in Mr. Robot. So kind of cool to see her making a transition to a superhero show so quickly. Hmm. I got Mr. Robot. I got to watch that. You really do. It's like the best show on TV. And uh, that's it for TV. Okay. Boobies. Uh, there's only really one thing in movies this time. And uh, it's about Peter Parker. Okay. We found out in the reboot and in the Civil War movie... He's going to be playing a 15-year-old kid. Okay. And that they're not going to do the Uncle Ben origin story, for sure. Um, That's all according to the director, John Watts. So, know a little bit more about Spider-Man. We kind of know what version of him we're going to get. Okay. Younger, high school, Peter Parker, but without the Uncle Ben story. Hmm. Well, great power comes, great responsibility, none of that? None of that. (laughs) I don't know if they're just going to assume that he already had that experience, and they're just not going to address it. They're going to be like, he's Spider-Man, go. <laughs> he's going to go with the hit him and quit him. Or, or they're going to give him a new origin story. Hopefully they don't give him a new origin story. Hopefully they just don't do an origin story at all and just kind of throw you right into the action. That's what we want. That's action. what I want. Yeah. Action. And uh, that's pretty much it. All righty, man. So I want to remind everybody to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. At comical podcast too. Uh, you can find the show on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud. And regardless of where you listen to the show, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, anything you guys say positively helps us get uh, found in search engines and stuff like that. Also, episode 100 is coming up. Uh. Hopefully by that time, my voice is better. And uh, <laughs> Have halls. Yeah. Well, we're planning on doing a Q&A, so we need questions from you guys. So ask us anything, uh, literally anything. It doesn't have to be comic-related. doesn't have to be show-related. Anything you want to know about us at all, feel free to email us at comicalpodcast at gmail.com. I played the fifth. And uh, we will answer them on the 100th episode. I don't think so. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we will. And that's pretty much it, guys. So uh, until next time, keep on laughing, bitches. Bitches.